Hey, y'all. This is Jamie Napoli, and welcome back to the Chasing Bateman podcast. Happy New Year. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy. We're going to start out this episode with story time, so gather around. One morning, while I was on my way to work in New York, a lady stopped me and asked if there was a subway around here. She had a heavy accent, and it took me asking her to repeat her question a few times before I even figured out that she was asking about a subway. Now, because I was still new to subway travel, my first thought was that she was asking if I'd seen a subway sandwich shop around. It didn't help that I'd actually seen a subway sandwich shop the evening before, and it was obviously still fresh on my mind. So I told her I hadn't seen one around, and while she seemed a little surprised, she nonetheless carried on walking down the block. Maybe 90 seconds later, it hit me like a bolt of lightning that she obviously wasn't asking about a subway. She was asking about the subway and wanted to know if there was a station nearby. And here I was walking to the subway station while telling her I couldn't help her. I felt terribly guilty, but also knew that if she kept walking, she'd land at the subway station. So I kept my eye on her for the rest of the trip to make sure she didn't deviate from the route. And then we met again in the subway station. The same subway station I told her I didn't know existed not five minutes earlier despite clearly being headed there myself. If I were her, I'd be furious with me. It was simultaneously mortifying and hilarious. I was careful not to get too close to her so that I wouldn't have to try to explain what had happened. Because exactly what had happened? Why had my brain completely short-circuited? French author Anais Nin I'm sure I completely ruined that name. Summed it up perfectly. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. How many times have you left a conversation only to find out later that the other person had a completely different version of what was said? It's the same phenomenon. We experience everything through the filter of our own individual lives. We can only interpret what we see and hear based on what we know. And I, apparently, no sandwiches. I was reminded of this story during a training session we were all required to complete for work. We covered the five types of communication barriers, the first of which is perceptual. Obviously, that lady and I had a communication barrier that morning on the streets of New York. My understanding of what she was asking was so completely different from what she was actually asking that we had no hope. She got to her destination that morning on luck alone. One of my previous bosses would always tell us, perception is reality, and it's so, so true. When you're communicating with someone, whether it be a client, a coworker, family member, or friend, it doesn't matter what you say. What matters is what they hear. That's their reality. To be successful in your career and happy in your life, You have to operate with the understanding that your perception is your reality and the same is true of everyone else. Now, we're going to talk for a few minutes about how you can break down the perceptual barriers to communication. But first, I'm going to share with you the other four barriers because I know if I was listening to this, I'd be disappointed if I didn't find out what they are. So here we go. Emotional barriers. 
Your emotions and your relationship with the other person impacts communication. You know, when someone strikes a chord, I'm guilty. I've gone overboard when someone says something about my weight, for example, when someone else may not have even batted an eye. Cultural or language barriers. Obviously, if someone speaks a different language, you're going to have trouble communicating. It can also be harder if someone has a really thick accent. Style barriers. This includes things like, do you react and answer quickly? Or do you like to sit on something and think about it for a while before responding? Do you speak loudly or are you soft-spoken? And lastly, physical barriers. This one is especially relevant right now, given that so much of our work and life are happening via email, phone calls, and video. Keep in mind that about 7% of understanding comes from the content or the actual words. 38% comes from the voice, and a whopping 55% comes from body language. So you can imagine, with so much taking place online and over the phone right now, it can be even harder to ensure that communication is actually happening. And I can attest to this one myself. I started my job in May completely remotely. And without being able to see people, I have to tell you that learning a new job and a new team have been much more difficult than usual. I hadn't given nearly enough thought to how much of an adjustment it would be to try and figure out a team member's personality without ever being able to see them when they communicate with you. You know how sometimes you read an email with like the most aggressive tone of voice possible because you have nothing to go on and you're reading it in a vacuum? Okay, so imagine that times about a thousand. Back to breaking down barriers. So how can we break down the perceptual barriers that get in the way of communication? Because we've all seen the quote from playwright George Bernard Shaw, The single biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Don't let this happen to you. First, assume nothing. Don't assume you know anything. I assume that lady wanted a sandwich at like 8.30 in the morning. Why would I do that? If I had stopped and asked her what she needed, she'd have told me a mode of transportation to take her where she wanted to go that morning and we'd have all lived happily ever after. And I wouldn't have one of those embarrassing stories that keeps you up at night wondering why you can't be like normal people. Second, stay curious, ask questions. Along those same lines, ask clarifying questions. While you want to ask lots of questions, avoid why questions. Think about it. When you're asked a question that starts with why, how do you react? Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why is this here? It incites a defensive response almost intuitively. Defensiveness is an enemy of communication. All right, now I have a couple of resources for y'all if you'd like to learn more about effective communication. Check out the book Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. I like the idea of Fierce Conversations because it emphasizes the fact that it's not just about meetings or presentations or interviews. Communication is happening all around us all the time. You can also read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. 
This one is basically the OG when it comes to communication books. Y'all, we've come to the end of another episode. I can't thank you enough for listening. I hope there's been something that you can take with you and use in your everyday life. Have you run into any of these communication barriers yourself? You followed up on a conversation only to realize that you each took something totally different from it? Or let your emotions or relationship with the other person impact your response? Or have you felt the difference now that in-person communication is so few and far between? Maybe you have other tips and tricks for breaking down the perceptual barriers. I want to hear about it all. Share your stories with me. You can tag me on Instagram at Chasing Bateman. Thanks again. Until next time, y'all.